0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, the misinformation out there is getting downright dangerous. I cannot emphasize to you in strong enough terms to tune out people in the media. You know the Dunning-Kruger effect? You know what that is? People who think they know what they're talking about. They pretend they're learned in all areas of society when they know nothing. Well, when it comes to police use of force issues, That is everywhere. And I'm tired of it. Some of you saw it last night. When I say it, I'll get to that in a minute. I got a loaded show today. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Surf the web with peace of mind. Get a VPN today. Don't wait. ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, I know you know what I'm talking about.
1: Um, How are you today? Fine, sir. I am doing well. And yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I agree with you. We were talking about it before we came on. Yeah.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Well, Let me get right to it. I got a loaded show today. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ETS. Ladies and gentlemen, attention, new firearm owners and enthusiasts, I've got a great gift idea for Father's Day. When it comes to personal defense, magazines are just as important as the firearm and ammo you carry. You know that. It can be difficult to find magazines that are durable, that function all the time, reliable, and are affordable. That's why I want to tell you about my friends over at ETS. For the past five years, ETS manufactures the toughest polymer magazines on the planet. They're made in the USA and they come with a lifetime warranty. Best of all, they're affordable. Their patented polymer takes toughness to the next level. ETS magazines outperform the competition in impact testing, chemical resistance, and extreme temperatures. Plus, they're transparent. See right through them. Which means you can see your ammo type and round count in a split second. Why didn't someone think of that sooner? ETS magazines are available for your Glock, SIG P320, H&K VP9, MP5, your Smith & Wesson MP5 shield, as well as the AR-15, what You see they connect together as well. Super easy to connect and disconnect. If you need durability and reliability and functionality for every situation, don't miss out. Go to etsmags.com. They're the mags we use in the Bongino household. That's etsmags.com. Don't forget to use code DAN, my first name, D-A-N. For 15% off your entire order, etsmags.com, promo code Dan. Order them today. Great mags. Can't recommend them highly enough. All right, folks. Let's go. All right. Getting a lot of text here. So I got a big announcement today coming up soon, which I'll uh, mention in the middle of the show. Uh, I kind of teased it yesterday, but it's super important in my fight against the tech tyrants. I'm done. I'm done. If you're on my email list or if you're on Parlor, you already know what the announcement is. Um, I'll give it to you guys in just a few minutes because I am a doer not a talker. First, uh, let's get to this. Yes. um, Yes, I am angry. I am. What am I talking about? Did an appearance on the Sean Hannity show last night. Unfortunately, we had an internet meltdown in my neighborhood. Therefore, I had to do the appearance via cell phone. Forgive me for that. It was not our fault. Our entire neighborhood had an internet meltdown right before I was about to go on the air. So I had to call in to debate Geraldo on Hannity. And pursuant to the appearance, I got a lot of emails from people, received a lot of emails from people. And they said, Dan, um, overwhelmingly supportive, about 10% weren't, but they weren't negative. The 10% that, that didn't weren't overall supportive, and that's fine, that's okay. I don't need people to be yes people on my email. It's okay. Uh, their take was, you know, you were too angry in your response to Geraldo. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry if that offended you, but I'm not sorry I was angry at all. We'll have to disagree on that. Folks, there is so much rank misinformation out there and sometimes disinformation on what our cops do in the street, on use of force, that it is polluting the conversation and quite literally causing mass chaos. It's filtering into the media ecosystem and leading people to believe insane things like police officers and mass are walking out on the street with weapons and assassinating unarmed black men. That's a real narrative happening out there in the liberal and liberal media ecosystem, despite the fact that it's categorically false and dangerous. I'm getting tired of it. I'm tired of people who've never spent a moment in a police officer's shoes commenting as if their subject matter expertise on policing actually matters. I debate Geraldo on a lot of things. We agree sometimes. A lot of times we disagree. But his comments last night, I thought, sadly, and if, I'll be on with them again tonight on Hannity, I'll be on Outnumbered as well at noon if you want to check it out today. I thought were abhorrent and I'll tell him as much on the air. Let me play the clip. Sorry for the, again, the poor sound quality. It's not producer Joe. He did the best he could. But this is me on Hannity. And the reason I sound bad, again, is I'm on cell phone. Uh, I'm on the cell phone because my internet broke down. But here's about a minute of it yesterday where Geraldo seems to suggest here, again, I don't know if it's out of ignorance or misinformation, but this is not accurate, that there's no scenario where you can engage in a use of force scenario if you may fire on someone and those rounds hit him in the back. That's not true. That is absolutely not true. Tragic, these use of force scenarios when people are shot and the rounds hit them in the back. But it is absolutely categorically false to say there is no scenario where that is legally warranted by use of force guns. That's false. I'll explain more in a moment, but here's the exchange. I don't like doing this, but this is important last night and you'll see why I was
1: so angry. Check this out. He's a drunk driver. He's running away with the taser Where's he gonna run? How and far is he gonna, gonna run before he runs right out of steam? He's a drunk. And you don't know Dan, what you're ahead. talking about. You have no idea what you're oh, talking st- about. You stop stop with the personal attacks, Dan. Really, seriously. Don't tell me I don't know what life. I'm don't don't talking about. I advise, have eyes. I'm a citizen. Corrupto. I've been around. You have never oh. walked a footpost or engaged in a foot pursuit in your entire life. Don't you dare be a cop right now! I have spent countless man, hours with cops. I did a special called the first the special rats. called Blacks, know, and Blacks and Blue. Blacks and Blue. I did the special. I reported the special. About. I hung out you with the cops. Don't know I grew what up what you're with cops. About. I was put through you law are school are by cops. I know cops as well as you do, officer. You have. You can no longer. You can no longer. when you get shot in the back, is shot in the back. Where's he going to go, Dan? Where's he going to go before he runs out of steam? This drunk who fled and pointed a stolen weapon in the face get, of a police you don't get officer. In the in pursuit. You don't get shot you in the back for that. You don't get shot in the back. What do you want? this was a simple what drunk driving answer. You're being an you know absolute what? By defending, fraud right now. By defending the indefensible, by defending the indefensible, you make everything, all of your arguments dull. Because Geraldo, you've got to you be able to call. I love about. cops. I think they
0: Yeah, I was angry. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about and three and a half million people, probably four last night, probably close to six or seven when the clip went viral after last night have probably six, seven million people probably seen that, maybe more, who actually believe that. Let's go through one by one here, what he said, why he's wrong. And he's welcome to come on the show anytime, by the way, and debate it. I'd be happy to have him. I've gone on his show. Maybe it's time he comes over here and tries to defend himself he was just a drunk driver really so just to be clear if you get pulled over for drunk drunk driving you then violently assault two police officers steal one of their tasers try to punch them in the face then run away and discharge the taser while running and you're turning to them in the face of one of the police officers you know what those barbs look like by the way They could probably penetrate about a half an inch of wood, according to a subject matter actual expert who emailed me the other day, who does taser research, recertifications. So just to be clear, that's still just a drunk driving incident. That has nothing to do with the actual violent assault on the police officer. I'm not having that. It's tragic the man died. I mean that. That's heartfelt. That's not, again, some nonsense virtue signaling. I don't really care about any of that stuff. I don't need to signal virtue to anyone. And neither do you. What your actions speak louder than your words. But it's a fact. Whether he deserved to die or not is not the argument. The argument here is did those officers do what a reasonable person would have done after being violently assaulted, engaging in a foot pursuit with a now violent felon. He is now assaulted but committed a felony. Felony assault on police officers. He has stolen one of their weapons and pointed a barb, a taser barb in their faces. You're assuming, by the way, as well, that the officer even knew it was a taser. And a police officer, shockingly enough, or said he was, emailed me. Well, Dan, the taser's yellow. He should have known. Come on, guy. Please. Really? Really? You're suggesting that as he turned that he absolutely knew it was? There. How do you know that? You were in his, you were there? So just to be clear, the other police, the taser is yellow. When you're pointing it in someone's face, it's kind of hard to see the yellow, no? After engaging in a violent assault with this guy where you're assaulted violently, folks, listen, I'm not, I, again, I, I'm hesitant to say this because it's not my thing. I've been training in a lot of this stuff, hand-to-hand stuff for a very long time, Over tw- well over 20 years of my life. I'm 45, probably more than that at this point. Listen to me for a moment, if I may take a moment of uh, personal privilege. So your suggestion to the police officer who said he was, that emailed me, that your suggestion was this guy was thinking so clearly that he's in a foot pursuit with a guy he's just fought with, and as the guy turns and points a weapon at him, that he clearly knew that was a taser. By the way, that's, that doesn't mean it's not dangerous. That's still SPI, serious physical injury, or deadly force. The, the use of force by the cop is still authorized. But even if it wasn't, you're suggesting he knew that because Why? Because he was thinking so clearly, didn't have tunnel vision, his pupils weren't dilated. Let me ask you this. To those of you out there who have never been in a real fight, just serious questions. That's some fake tough guy thing. I've lost a lot of them. I've been tapped out a whole lot. You know what it's like? You know what it's like to be in a trained environment in an MMA school or a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school, a, 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 excuse me, a controlled environment, training, totally controlled. The man there, you or the woman there, you're rolling with. I've rolled with both is not going to kill you. You know that. Can we be reasonably confident in a modern Brazilian jiu-jitsu school? It's not game of death with Bruce Lee. Like you're going to roll, you're going to tap or he's going to tap and that's it. End of fight, right? You, you you, know, you do the, you know, the fist bump in jiu-jitsu. You do in jiu-jitsu, you give a fist bump before you roll. It's a universal symbol for, we're going to do this in peace. You know what it's like to roll with someone for a minute at top speed when you know they're not going to kill you? Top speed, full adrenaline dump, scrambling for a minute. You're exhausted. Think straight. You barely know your name. Those of you been in fights, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That fog of war is real. That fog of combat is real. Tunnel vision, you can't see anything. Now you're expecting a police officer who's not in a jiu-jitsu school, who probably has one one one-thousandth of the training of even a Brazilian jiu-jitsu white belt. You're asking this guy who's just been engaged in a nearly minute-long altercation with a violent felon, who's now engaged in a foot pursuit, huffing and puffing, who's now had a weapon pointed at his face. It was just stolen from the other cop. He doesn't even know that. It wasn't his taser was stolen, the guy who engaged with the firearm. It was the other guy's. Again, conveniently left out by Geraldo and others. Now you're expecting him to think clearly and to have absolute clear vision to say, no, no, that wasn't a gun. It was just a taser. Let him just shoot it in my face. Imbecilic. I'm sorry. Idiotic. This was not a choice of a good or bad option, shoot or don't shoot. It was a bad option, shoot him, or a worse option, get killed myself. Wake up. We live in the real world, not the fantasy land you want to believe. You show me an instance of clear police use of force violations like the Floyd incident. Clear as day. There's no argument. I'm not arguing with anyone about that. Right. I'll call it out. We have to do better. I've said that. But this is BS. And the criticism, there's no scenario that a subject should ever be engaged, even if the rounds land in the back. So just to be clear, a guy turns to point a weapon in your face turns around, and then potentially turns around again, but you can't shoot him because they may hit the guy in the back? Please stop talking. You don't know what you're talking about. You just made that up. That is nowhere in any use of force continuum anywhere in the United States. So you're suggesting if he had a gun, if he shoots you once and keeps running and you think he may turn around again, you can't shoot him until he shoots you again in the face? No, no, you can't shoot him. May land in his back. Just to be clear, it's what you're saying. Because that's not how police officers are trained. You understand that. No, of course you don't. You just made that up. And yes, I am angry. The left has hijacked our courts, our culture, our media, everything. And the pressure to act and the pressure to conform is overwhelming, folks. And I'm tired of it. This fight is at your front door now. It's not a joke. It's not hyperbole. It's been at my front door for two weeks and it's wearing me down. And it's wearing everybody down. And no, I don't need a break. I appreciate your emails. Thank you for your concern. I mean that. I'm not trying to be condescending, but I get a lot. I don't need a break. I don't need a break. Nobody gets a break. The Valley Forge guys didn't get a break, and they've done far more brave things than I'll ever do. Union soldiers fighting in this civil war didn't get a break. My uncle who got shot in the back in Vietnam, saving his friends who got the bronze star didn't get a break either until he was dead. I don't need a break. I need to change things. I'm committed to that. I don't need a break. I appreciate your emails and I appreciate your concern deeply, but please stop sending me. I don't need a break. This is a time we all need to fight. This isn't a time for breaks or vacation or anything else. It's a time to double and triple down no matter the consequences. All right, I got a lot more to get to. I want to get to the NYPD, too. The NYPD police commissioner is an embarrassment. Dermot Shea, embarrassment. He should resign tomorrow. An embarrassment. An embarrassment. You hear me? I hope you're listening. I'm going to play some video by him in a moment. This is a policy he and Studio yesterday, which is practically guaranteed to get people killed. He won't tell you that, of course, because he's become a politician, not a police commissioner. All right. Uh, Let me get to my sponsors. Tuesday, it's always a loaded show. Appreciate your patience. Today's show brought to you by friends at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a limited time Father's Day offer for our listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter promo code BONGINO into the search bar and save an incredible 55% in the gift dad will love. Delicious Omaha Steaks. We love them here. Just had their burgers last night. It's the first time I could eat really good quality meat without getting sick. I had that... Ulcer. So what did we do? We came out of the box with Omaha burgers last night. What did I eat? Four of them? I had four of them <laughs> last night. Two cheeseburgers. <laughs> Two burgers. They're delicious. Need a moment of levity. Omaha Steaks has delicious top sirloin steaks. For $79.99, your gift package will include four naturally lean top sirloin steaks, hand-carved, and age at least 21 days. For perfection, tenderness, you can cut these things with a butter knife. Four premium boneless chicken breasts. Four gourmet jumbo franks and kielbasa sausages, a package of savory all-beef meat, all meatballs, four perfectly brown potatoes au gratin, my kid's favorite, four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets and Omaha Steak signature seasoning packet. Dad will get all that delicious food I just talked about, plus the free pound of steak-cut bacon, this amazing gift, ready to be shipped to your dad's door in time for Father's Day. For $79.99. This Father's Day, send your dad a gift he really wants. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar, and save 55% when you send the summer sizzle pack for just $79.99 and get that free steak-cut bacon with your order. Don't wait. omahasteaks.com, type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, in the search bar. Order that summer sizzle Sizzle pack for (laughs) Father's Day today. You won't regret it. The food's delicious. Still thinking about it from last night. I can tell. All right, let's go. Get back to the show here. Appreciate Omaha being here for our customers. Yeah, I know you like it, too. So, yeah, Dermot Shea has become a uh, now a politician. I don't know why he is still the police commissioner in New York City. I don't know the guy. I don't think I was ever a police officer with him. I'm not really sure what year he got on the job or whatever. Um, But he gave a press conference yesterday. And uh, let me just play the press conference. And I'll talk about afterwards uh, why this is so devastating. Check this out.
1: It is regarding the deployment of precinct level and PSA level anti-crime units. These are the plainclothes units that operate our traditional anti-crime. Effective immediately, we will be transitioning those units, roughly 600 people citywide, into a variety of assignments, including detective bureau, neighborhood policing, and other assignments. Why? This is 21st century policing, intelligence, data, Shot spotter, video, DNA, and building prosecutable cases. Sure.
0: Data. I love when they say data as if they're actually doing data or anything scientific. So what did Commissioner Shea with the NYPD just do? That's so devastating. He basically pulled plainclothes cops out of the precinct level. That's what he was referencing when he said anti-crime, anti-crime. Is a unit so you can follow because this is important because the NYPD is the biggest police department in the country by far and what they do sets the standard for other liberal cities. So this ridiculous, stupid, misinformed policy, which is a totally political decision, is probably coming to your liberal city next. What are anti-crime units that he's now disbanding? There are about 600 cops citywide. They work in precinct and pla- in precincts in plain clothes and unmarked cars. He's now disbanding them. Saying it's based on data. Well, let me give you some real data from a friend of mine who actually was in a plainclothes type unit. Not going to say his name because he'll probably be targeted by liberals who'll try to burn his house down tomorrow because they're so tolerant, you know? He said to me his guess from being in the precinct, guess, and he's underselling it a bit, is between 70 to 90% of self observed arrests are done by anti crime units. What does that mean? As a police officer, unlike a peace officer, Peace, police, two different distinctions. A police officer in New York City does not have to witness a crime to arrest someone. There's a distinction there. You can make an arrest based on probable cause. If someone's to come to you and say, hey, Joe Armacost just assaulted me on the corner and punched me in the face, I can go arrest him based on what you said if there's probable cause, right? Yeah. A peace officer, there are certain distinctions. In some cases, you have to witness those crimes. Now, police officers in anti-crime units and plainclothes units, self-observe arrests where they actually saw it. They saw the what happened themselves. My friend is guessing about 70 to 90% of those self-observe arrests are anti-crime officers. Why? Now, if you're Joe or Polly or the, most of my Smartland liberals probably haven't figured this out yet, but the conservative ones have. Why? Well, if you see a police officer coming in uniform, uh, walking down the street, approaching you, coming towards you, right? Yeah. Are you going to commit a crime in front of him? My guess is probably not. Yeah, you're right. I'm just going to venture. Yeah. Joe, you comfortable with that? Yeah. Probably not a good idea. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Look, the cop's coming. Let me rob the store. <laughs> it doesn't happen. The reason we have plainclothes police officers in unmarked vehicles is because they don't look like police officers. So people who are going to commit a crime anyway will commit them because they don't think the police officers are, coming, you know, bad boys, bad boys. come. They don't get that. They commit the crime right in front of them and the anti-crime cops get them. They are an invaluable, invaluable part of policing. Is there a downside? I always give you both sides because unlike liberals and journalists, we do actual news here. There is. Sometimes there's identification problems. They're not in uniform. The uniform is the identification hallmark of a police officer, right? In NYPD, they have the dark blue, the badge. They have the the cap they wear, the cover, they call it. When you're in plain clothes and you only have a shield around your neck, there are identification problems. And fair enough, some people will say, I'm not saying the bad guys who just know it. And don't, I'm, Some people will be confused as to who it is. It happens. There is a downside. The downside is also blue on blue. When you approach a scene with a man with a gun, if you're not familiar with the anti-crime cops in your neighborhood— then yes, the potential for blue on blue, in other words, where a cop and the other cop get in a shootout because there's a misidentification, is very real. There is a downside to it. There's no doubt about it. What is the upside? Do you have any idea how many illegal firearms carried by felons hellbent on either robbing, raping, or killing someone else, were taken off the street by anti-crime cops in the 7-5 where I worked because a guy was on the corner showing off his gun to someone or doing an armed robbery and didn't see the anti-crime guys coming? Do you have any idea? Of course you don't. You're probably a liberal commentator or you're probably Dermot Shea and you haven't really thought any of this through. This guy's an embarrassment. He should have resigned yesterday a character-free, spineless embarrassment. Dermot Shea knows what I'm telling you. He's not stupid. He just doesn't care. We had street crime units that were citywide as well. So just so you understand the distinction, we're not getting too wonky. Anti-crime units were plainclothes cops assigned to one specific precinct. I worked in the 7-5 in Eastern New York, Brooklyn. That's where they would patrol within the confines of the 75. Street crime units used to be able to go citywide. Same thing, plainclothes. They were taken off the streets two years ago For more foolish political reasons. So I gave you the downside. Again, what was the upside? Do you have any idea how many people are alive today because some felon brandishing a weapon, getting ready to kill or rob someone, didn't because he got locked up by anti-crime guys? Do you have any idea how many crimes are committed in front of anti-crime, plainclothes cops, because the bad guys don't know they're cops? you have any idea? No, you don't. You're a liberal. You don't have any idea about anything. You just talk out of the wrong end of your body all the time. It's an embarrassment. You should seriously consider just piping down and keeping quiet. It really is a disgrace. These people are going to get people killed. Let me leave this segment here because I got a lot to get through, tech tyrants and more. I can't, with a straight face, give you one good reason to live in these liberal cities anymore. I'm deeply sorry you have business and family attachments there. Do whatever you can to get rid of them. I am sorry, folks. These are not these places. America is not united anymore. I wish it were. I wrote a piece in IJ Review years ago saying, stay back and fight in these blue states. You can't. You're fighting an asymmetric war. You have no rights in these states. Your property can be taken. If you live in the the Chaz, Chazistan, Chazylvania in Seattle, you have a bunch of people who just confiscated your land, your property. They've just declared an autonomous zone. You have no rights. You cannot... Fight that machine there. It is asymmetric. The political process has failed you. You can be attacked. You I just saw an article that the people who spray painted St. Patrick's Church, they just let them go. You have no property rights. You have nothing anymore. Leave if you can. I'm begging you. You have those. The United States is not united anymore. There is a side that believes in American values, liberty, and freedom, and God-given big R rights for everyone, regardless of race, skin, color, nation of origin, religion, or anything else. And then there's another group that believes in special rights for groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa, which can just confiscate your property and attack you at will. You don't stay there. That is a losing proposition. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, let me— uh, let me get to my, uh, my next sponsor and then I want to talk about this tech tyranny thing because it's an important fight to me and ladies and gentlemen they have doubled down the tech tyrants have doubled down you, you think Russian disinformation campaigns were a big deal the social media disinformation campaigns are going to be an even more powerful influence I'll get to that in a second uh, today's show also brought to you by friends at Policy Genius ladies and gentlemen the last few months have really taught us what's important in life do you know it's possible to buy life insurance right now you can get it right now I know some of you think you can't you can right now yes you can buy life insurance during a pandemic and if you have loved ones depending on your income, you probably should buy it. As an insurance marketplace, Policy Genius is in contact with life insurance companies on their platform every single day. They're keeping track of the changes in the market, so you don't have to. Which means they can get you covered quickly and at the best price. Here's how it works: Policy Genius compares quotes from the top life insurance companies in one place. It takes just a few minutes to compare quotes from the top insurers and find your best price. It saves you a lot of legwork. Saves you some cash too. You can save fifteen hundred dollars or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply. The great Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape for free. If you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll be there to take care of everything. We recommend Policy Genius on this show, so if you're one of the many people looking to buy life insurance right now, but you're not sure where to start, go to policygenius.com today. Policy Genius. They'll find you the best rate, and they'll handle the process completely. They'll get you and your family protected and hopefully give you one less thing to worry about. Policygenius.com. It's policygenius.com. All right. So- um Many of you uh, who are on my email list, bongino.com slash newsletter, if you'd like to join that, that's also the show notes, the newsletter. Um, sometimes I rarely do we send emails not related to the show notes and the show because I don't like to spam your inbox. I always hated that and I swore I never would. But we sent one this morning. So if you're on my email list or you're on parlor, you already know what I'm about to tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, I have decided to take uh, an ownership interest. So disclosure here for a number of reasons, moral, ethical, uh, and just legal to be appropriate. I've taken an ownership stake in Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Parler is the social media alternative to the tech tyrants, which have declared war against conservatism, liberty, and everything we stand for. Uh, As I said in my email, and I meant it, when I see a problem, I try to solve it. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I didn't like the political establishment. I ran for office. Didn't work out. Came close. Close doesn't matter. Horseshoes and hand grenades, right? But I did it. Action matters. Didn't like what was out there in the podcast space. Started my own. And thanks to you, we've become very successful. And I appreciate that. Your support means a lot. Didn't like what the Drudge Report was doing with their hard left term. We started BonginoReport.com. Why? Because talkers talk and doers do. And I'm about to do. I'm about to talk. So I'm putting my own skin in the game. And I don't like what Twitter's doing to us. And I don't like what Snapchat's doing to us. And I don't like what Facebook's doing doing to us. And I don't like what Reddit's doing to us. Banning the Donald and elsewhere. So I took an ownership stake in Parlor, and I'm going to put my own skin in the game. And I know, I know for a fact that we are going to succeed. I know it. Because we are committed to free speech. We're not going to be banning anyone outside of, you know, obvious, you can't threaten anyone, break the law. We get all that. But we are committed to free speech there. Free and open dialogue unlike these other clowns and these other sites. Now, just to show you, in case you think I'm pulling this out of my caboose here, here was a great piece from foxnews.com by Brett Bozell about this topic, which just came out conveniently a few hours before I came on the air. Totally unplanned. Be in the show notes today. I encourage you to read it. 2020 and big tech. Election isn't just about Trump versus Biden. It's about the fate of democracy. He's right. Let me go to a couple of screen caps from this piece about how bad Detect tyranny war against... Remember, the liberals are all concerned about Russian and Chinese influence in elections, as we all should be. But they don't seem to care about the playing field being tilted for liberals and Joe Biden and against Trump supporters at all. That doesn't matter. No matter why? Because they can politically gain leverage from it. That's why. Takeaway number one from Brett's interesting piece. Snap, which runs the messaging app Snapchat, is joined with Twitter in the censorship campaign, adding character assassination to the mix. It is declared, this is Snapchat, quote, it will not amplify voices who incite racial violence and injustice. The president's comments will no longer be included in Snapchat's Discover section. It's reserved for key content for news outlets and celebrities. Oh, interesting. Snapchat. I'm wondering if the FEC is going to get, uh, the Federal Election Commission is going to get involved in that. Facebook's leftist staffers are openly at war with CEO Mark Zuckerberg for not censoring Trump. Publicly rebelling by holding a virtual walkout. According to protocol, many employees changed their social media icons to a white fist on a black background, while others took to Twitter to bash their boss. Folks, again, this fight is coming to your door. I can't make you join Parlor. I'm not interested in making you do anything. I'm a liberty-loving, God-fearing, big-R, God-given-rights American. I'm just telling you, if you want an alternative, we've got it there for you. If you want it, if you don't, and you like having your face stomped on by these tech tyrants, then, you know, the beatings will continue until morale improves. You ever see that t-shirt? I'm giving you an alternative. I've got my own skin in the game now. I put my name and attached it to this company. Not because I want it to be conservative Twitter or conservative Facebook, because I want it to be free. Free of these people. Please sign up today. Again, I say that humbly, and as I always say, with the greatest of respect, I mean that. Please sign up today. I attach my name to it. I'm willing to put my reputation on the line here. I'm asking you to do the same. Let me go to one more portion of this, just in case you think, oh, it's only Facebook and Twitter. No, 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 no. It's everywhere. Shockingly, this isn't even new for big tech firms. Reddit, one of the most popular sites on the internet, has restricted conservative content, even establishing a quarantine of an influential subreddit, The Donald, after leftists complained. Wikipedia, you know that's a scam, folks, insists it be considered a nonpartisan platform. That, by the way, that's hilarious. Nonsense. It's joined in the effort to censor the president. Even Wikipedia founder Larry Sanger acknowledged this. He wrote in May that Wikipedia no longer has an effective neutrality policy. Sanger emphasized that in the case of the online encyclopedia's entry for Trump, it's a quote, joke. Folks, we fought back opening up the Fox News platform and making them successful decades ago because we retired of the indoctrination by CNN and others. The social media fight is the next big space. I'd really appreciate it if you join up. It would mean a lot to me. Parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R. I have a consulting and business arrangement with them now, and um, I'm doing it because I believe in it. Trust me, I don't need any more... uh, business deals. I've got enough of them. This is an ideological fight for me and it's my own willingness to put my own skin in the game. So, thanks for that. All right, I haven't done a hypocrisy segment in a long time, but this one is important. Um the media hypocrisy and pointing it out to show you how discredited these media lunatics are is absolutely critical right now. These are not honest sources of information and I know I know it sounds redundant and it's like kind of beating a dead horse. But we have to do it to point out to you how not credible the media and the never-Trumpers are. I've got this block here I'm going to do. We're going to go through quickly some just grotesque media far-left hypocrisy to again show you these are unprincipled buffoons who stand for nothing. Nothing. They have no principles at all. All right, let's fire through these here. Number one, Washington Examiner. Big banks in America have had a lot to say about Black Lives Matter. You know, the what do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now group? Yeah, they have that group. Uh, That's the same, same group there. They've been big about that. So Washington Examiner, all in on Black Lives Matter. U.S. banks are all quiet on the China front. Tom Rogan, Washington Examiner. Be up in the show notes today, this article. Please read this. J.P. Morgan, other banks out. They've had a whole lot to say about the what do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now group? But when it comes to communist China, being that they've got skin in the game over there, they're shockingly quiet about the Uyghur concentration camps in China. Shh. But yes, let's take our moral guidance from the big U.S. banks out there. Let me tell you something. I'm not one of these anti-bank, anti-capitalism, financial systems, terrible guys. You do you. You want to put out a statement about Black Lives Matter or whatever you want to do. Do your thing, fine, but at least show some dignity and principles, and speak out about the injustices of massive concentration camp uh, uh, in concentration camps in China, where they're actually putting Uyghurs in the concentration camps over there. Maybe the freedom of speech suppression in China matters to you too. Maybe you put some out of that. No, of course not, because you're frauds, you're phonies. Freedom and liberty and God given rights don't mean anything to you. You found an opportunity to leverage a social cause you think will fix your branding, and you put it out. And when you had the opportunity to use your massive wealth to influence policies over in China, you said nothing. Quiet. Now, I assume if they do have a comment, Tom Rogan will update his piece. If uh, Bank of America, or JP Morgan, or others has a comment on China, communist China, the thought suppression, the social surveillance, and the concentration camps, uh, please email us. We would love to hear it. Our email's on the website, bongino.com. We're open. I'll read your email on the air. Waiting for that comment about the concentration camps in China because you care about justice and all, right? Sure you do. go to this other article legal insurrection again up in the show notes so bill de blasio the communist mayor of new york city probably a great friend of the chinese bill de blasio instructed contact tracers not to ask new coronavirus patients if they attended protests gee why would bill de blasio do that because bill de blasio is a disgusting hack politician without a scintilla of dignity This is a broken human being, a failed communist mayor of New York City who has destroyed the city. There is not a a politician more dangerous in the country right now than Bill de Blasio. De Blasio cares about politics, not people. He's not even remotely interested in your public health. So de Blasio's ideological cause is racial division, which he sees these protests advancing. Some of them, not the peaceful. I'm all for peaceful protesting. Whether you agree with the cause or not, that's what big R, God-given rights are. We're not hypocrites like the left. But de Blasio doesn't want you to know that these protests may be spreading the coronavirus. So he's instructed his contact tracers to not even ask the question, because if there's an explosion in coronavirus uh, patients among people who attended protests, Bill de Blasio is going to actually have to take responsibility for not breaking the burler earlier, because he's the one who closed down the whole city precisely because he was afraid of the spread of the coronavirus. So he does what communists do. He uses force. Don't you dare ask them if they were at a protest if they got the coronavirus. Because that's what Bill de Blasio does. Here's another one from a little while ago. I'm kind of disgusted by many, not all professional athletes out there. Those of you out there who know me and i know you god bless you you know who i'm talking about a lot of people understand that this is a fight this is a right versus wrong fight right now but here's sanctimonious pretentious know-it-all coach of the golden state warriors steve kerr he knows everything you know he'll lecture you about gun control race issues in the united states Steve Kerr, yeah, he's a basketball coach, but again, he's a one of the one of the most brilliant. So you talk about Dunning Kruger again. Look it up. Uh, Steve Kerr pretends to be one of the great philosophers of our time. He'll lecture you on anything because he's better than you. More than happy to speak out and and aggravate racial situations using no facts and data half the time. By the way, here is Steve Kerr a little while ago, though, when that controversy in the NBA about China came up. Remember that? The Houston Rockets uh, executives spoke out against China. So they started asking NBA players, you know, LeBron James, too. He's all about justice, uh, but wasn't didn't want to talk about China. Remember that, Joe? He's going to leave that one out. Listen, good for LeBron. It's a free America. Speak out. I don't care that you're an athlete. You want to speak out. But I do care if you have principles. So if you care about justice, again, we have people in literal concentration camps in China where they said the world's biggest surveillance state, and they're beating the crap out of people on the streets of Hong Kong who are fighting for their freedom. But everybody's quiet on that. Including Steve Kerr here, who listened this cut from a little while ago when he's asked about China. And he's like, listen, I don't know. I'm kind of a scared little boy. But he knows about everything else. Gun
1: control, racial
0: injustice, and everything else when he lectures you. Check this out.
1: For me to sit here and say, I feel really comfortable making this statement. Um, it's, it's not my place. And uh, it's, you know, just like I wouldn't make any comments on um, the tariff war. Like, I don't know anything about that, you know. So what's going on in our country? Uh, I, I'm very comfortable talking about what's going on in our country. I'm a citizen of this country. Um, it's hard for me to make a comment about something that impacts so many people, different countries, different governments, and uh not really feeling comfortable being in the midst of it. It's, I think it makes more sense to, to lay low and be a scared little boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Idiots. So just to be clear, because he doesn't live in China, he can't opine on concentration camps, Mm. communism, social media censorship internet censorship the beatings and the arrests political arrests in hong kong so you can't comment on that but joe the same guy who's not a resident of new york city or any place else he he lives he lives right in the area of northern california mm-hmm. he can comment on the racial situation everywhere else in the country and gun control too everywhere else mm-hmm. he can open his mouth on that he's clearly a known he is your better he is your moral and intellectual what did Joe again, I can't I, I agree, say this yeah. enough. What does a guy who is actually a police officer, me, know about policing? What do I know? I'm just a moron. What did Joe? He didn't know anything. This guy's just a radio producer. We don't know. Me and him are just two dunces here. <laughs> we shouldn't comment on anything. Yeah, when we comment, right. he'll criticize you. He's a basketball coach. Bingo. A basketball coach. If I want to know about the what is it? What is that? The, the, the four plus one or whatever offense, whatever the hell they did with the Chicago Bulls. I'll ask Steve Kerr. I'm going to do a hard pass on Steve Kerr from now on for any issues involving justice until he opens his mouth about people being put in concentration camps in China where he's a, quote, scared little boy. I'm not. I actually spoke out about justice. Education justice, school choice for minority families, economic opportunity for minority families. What happened to Mr. Floyd? I spoke out about that, about what's going on in China. This guy shut his mouth because he's a, quote, scared little boy. But again, we're supposed to take his advice on everything else. Frauds, total phonies, every one of them. Here's another loser a tier 1 level loser um Rick Wilson probably in the out, outside of the media ecosystem because you know Brian Stelter is always the gold medal winner in the loser olympics yeah. in the extra media ecosystem the super media ecosystem of commentators out there Rick Wilson is always the dumbest um this guy is just Again, I met him in an airport. I'm sorry. He, the guy stunk like there was no tomorrow. Um, I don't know if he does that oily sweat. But I don't know. Um, he's a, about five foot one. He weighs about... 66 pounds with 64 pounds of sand strapped to his back. Wilson will comment on anything because he's another sage. This guy is like the Stygian witches from Clash of the Titans. Give us the eye. He knows everything. He will comment on it because he's a genius. Of course, Rick Wilson. By the way, he's the biggest grifter out there. He will. He's basically fleecing a bunch of Republican donors to run anti-Trump ads despite claiming he's a Republican. He's principled. He's all Joe. He's principled. He's fighting against Trump because yeah. of his principles. Yeah. Okay, so let's see what Rick Wilson's principles are. By the way, he's fleecing Republican donors like you wouldn't believe to run these ridiculous ads. Let's check out Rick Wilson's principles. You know, Rick. Yeah. So here's Rick Wilson on Twitter uh, back in 2012. Here comes Joe. I'm a Catholic except for third trimester abortions. Biden. Ah, Rick Wilson doesn't like Joe Biden. Okay, Okay. that's interesting. He's principled, Rick Wilson. Well, Joe, he's principled. Let's really? check out another okay. tweet. Hat tip, uh, Peter Hassan and Jerry Dunleavy, by the way, for picking these out. Here's uh, tweet number two from principled Rick Wilson. Um, it's Joe. I'm a practicing Catholic except for being cool with China's forced abortions and sterilization program. Biden. Okay. So he doesn't like Biden again on a board. Rick Wilson, very principled back mm-hmm. in 2012. We can see that. Here's Rick Wilson again on Joe Biden. Biden, quote, I've been a practicing Catholic except for the infanticide. Taking a shot at Biden again, because Rick is, of course, a uh, you know, principal guy. That's how he works. Uh, let's look at screenshot number four of Grifter Rick Wilson, who is fleecing anyone who will give this loser and his project money. Uh, here's screenshot Remember, he didn't like Joe Biden. He, he didn't like his abortion policy. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. X GOP group, Rick Wilson's Twitter. The Lincoln Project, which Rick is a member of, endorses Biden, launches brutal ad hitting Trump for golfing during pandemic. This is the same, the same, the same, same, same mm. guy here. Mm-hmm same 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 guy it's all about principles joe he's all principle there thank you paul throwing it up again there we go rick wilson it's all about principles by the way I suggest someone send him a box of uh go to walmart.com and send him a box of degree or whatever deodorant you use though <laughs> he could really use it the stench i'm sorry was about, it really pierced my nose to the point when we used to have to sit on DOAs when I was a police officer, dead bodies, mm. you would stick rub up your nose because it's horrible. I worked in a cemetery. If you ever smelled a dead body? It's not good. Um, that, that's what I, when next time I see Rick, the rub is going right up my nose. The stench was that bad. All right. Enough on Rick. Um, Joe, some more principled, of course. No, left good, this. So remember good, the Minnesota good. Freedom Fund. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's more. Oh, we're not done. Remember the Minnesota Freedom Fund? Yeah. The Minnesota Freedom Fund was this group of leftists that were going to bail out the people who burned down Minnesota. Remember that? Burned down in Minnesota, beat people up. The Minnesota Freedom Fund. Remember Justin Timberlake and the actors, all those Hollywood actors were donating? We got to bail these people out. You know, the rioters who burned your city down. Why they decided to do that? I don't know. My principles, no idea. You're bailing out people who are attacking others and burning their buildings down. But we're in Hollywood. You know, we know what we're talking about. Sure you do. So the Minnesota Freedom Fund, according to Ian Miles Chung, who I follow on Twitter, they raised $35 million to bail out criminals who burned down buildings in Minnesota. Yet, uh, according to Ian's uh, tweet here, that's fascinating because they've deleted their board of director page and they've only given out $200,000. Where's the rest of the money, Minnesota Freedom Fund? How about that? hmm? Yeah. How? We haven't had that in a while. (laughs) How about that's right? Yeah. Twib notes from the Twib notes. Some of you know what I'm yeah. talking about. This week in baseball. How about that? Gosh, 35 million bucks. Fascinating. Sure, the Minnesota Freedom Fund will follow up and tell us where the other $34,800,000 is. You got suckers. All right, let me get to another doozy here. And then I got some other stuff I want to get to. Last one, you know, the ever abominable Chris Saliza, a guy who's become a source of comedy for me forever. This is the guy who wrote right before the election in 2016 that President Trump's chances of winning are approaching zero. Uh, That didn't quite work out for you, Chris. But here's Chris Saliza from uh, CNN, another clown, Why the Donald Trump West Point ramp story actually matters. For those of you who missed it, this is from his own Twitter feed. Donald Trump had, um, there was a slippery ramp he was walking down, so he didn't want to fall. So he's taking some cautious steps. So in other words, Chris Saliza is suggesting, yes, we need to really talk about this guy's health. Here's Chris Saliza, however, on another topic related to a candidate's health, showing you what a fraud he is. Chris Saliza, the questions about Hillary Clinton's health are absurd. Uh, There you go, folks. Again, it's all about principles, friend. These people are frauds phonies and fakes and i am very sorry if you believe a word coming out of their mouth (sighs) gosh it's frustrating dealing with idiots all right my next story i'm gonna get to in a minute i just got my last sponsor but there's some conflicting information the polls out there right now are not looking very good for President Trump. But local GOP officials on the ground, ladies and gentlemen, are telling a far different story, including one of them who thinks it's going to be a Trump landslide. We'll see. I want to get to that story, my experience with it, and I'm going to translate for you what I think is going on in a minute. My last sponsor of the day, NetSuite, ladies and gentlemen, the last few months have taught us what import, what's important in life. It's also taught us what's, what you need to eliminate or change right now. It's the same for your business. What are the changes you need to make? It's an important time. Do you have a hairball of multiple software systems when you could streamline with just one? All you need right now is NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. Finance, HR, inventory, e-commerce, everything you need all in one simple, easy-to-use place. This saves you some important time, money, and headaches. You've got nothing to lose. When you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite gives you the clear visibility and control over your business so you can manage every penny with precision. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to go faster with confidence now. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using now as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide today. Seven actions businesses need to take right now. Schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com bongino. You're going to love it. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com bongino. That's netsuite.com slash Bongino. Go today. All right. So again, there's some conflicting information out there. I, unlike the uh, fake news media outlets out there, choose to give you both sides of a story because you're grown adults and can make your own decision. Of course, I'll add my color commentary and opinion um, as we see fit on the show. But there's a story up in the Washington Examiner It's fascinating because the polls out there are just, they're not good. They're just not right now. I'm sorry. The polls were wrong in 2016. Um, The polls could be way off again now, but the fact that they're not good uh, for President Trump should be obvious. I mean, you just got to look at the numbers. However, an article in the Washington Examiner by Catherine Doyle, I have up in the show notes, uh, Teflon Trump, local Republican Party leader, see a landslide ahead. Now, let me give you the good or bad, because both of these stories, obviously, Joe, right? You don't need to be the audience ombudsman to figure this out. Both of these stories can't be true. Either the polls are showing President Trump is down and struggling in his re-election effort or he's going to win a landslide. But those are, it it just doesn't work. One of those is true. One of them isn't. Well, which one is true? Well, I'm going to give you the good and the bad here. First is the good news. Why I think in good news, obviously I'm a supporter of President Trump, not a secret. I'd love to see a landslide. Folks, the people on the ground, the actual local Republican committee men, committee women, the organizers, the people who show up at the parades and register voters, they can tell you better than anyone when a political sea change is coming. Believe me, I've run in three election cycles. I've seen it. I've told you this story a thousand times. Joe's probably tired of hearing it, but I'll say it again. Right, Joe, how many times have you heard this story me door knocking? A couple (laughs) hundred, I
1: think.
0: Joe and I, you can go back and listen. It's probably up on SoundCloud or in our archives. If you listen the night before the election, Joe and I called every swing state for Trump, despite nobody on the planet thinking Trump was going to win. We did. It was not me trying to be the Stygian witches again. It was based on my experience. I had run for Congress in that same cycle in 2016 where Trump was running. We were on the same ballot in Florida District 19 where I ran. I told the listeners that night, Here's how I know he's going to win. I was on the ground. I wasn't reading them. I read the polls, but I wasn't paying any attention because I knew they were off. How did I know that? Because I'd be walking down the street and my campaign gave me a walk list. They would say, listen, go knock on these Republican doors and ask them to vote for you in the primary. Everybody does it. Every election, walk list. Every If you run for office, you know what I'm talking about. Well, what would happen is I'd be walking down the streets in Cape Coral and Naples and other areas. And I'd be passing all these Trump signs on people's lawns. And I'd look down at the list. The address wasn't on there. How was that? How were these not voters? How were they not Republicans? So after about a week of this, given the layout of Cape Coral with all the canals, I got tired of walking, getting back. You, you can't cross streets because there's canals all over Cape Coral. You have to get back in the car. I got tired of skipping houses. So I called Maria, my campaign manager. I said, Maria, why are all these Trump people not appearing on my walk list? She said, Dan, Dan, They've never voted before. I said, ah, your data's wrong. She said, no, my data's not wrong. They have never voted before. So I started knocking on some of those doors. I said, hey, you got a Trump sign on your lawn. I noticed you don't appear on my list of Republican voters. It said, damn right, never voted in my life. A lot of, I can't tell you how many people said that. But you're damn straight, I'm voting now. That's why the polls in 2016 were so way off because those people didn't show up in the polls. Now, I'm hearing on the ground that a lot of Trump supporters are giving pollsters inaccurate information. A lot, not just from one or two people. I'm not saying that necessarily is a good thing. I think sometimes it may move public opinion. I'm just suggesting to you as good news, I wouldn't buy completely into the polls now. Now, some of those voters will show up. I believe they'll be more accurate than 2016 but I don't put my full faith and credit into those polls either because I'm hearing on the ground that a lot of people are deceiving pollsters. The bad news though is some of those people who didn't show up in the 2016 polls, they'd never voted before. How are you going to poll someone who's never voted before as a likely voter? They've never voted. A lot of those people will show up now. So I don't want to discount those polls completely. Do I think there's going to be a landslide? I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. Do I think the president stands a good chance of winning? If we can turn this economy around, absolutely. Speaking of turning the economy around, this is amazing. I'm actually going to get through that. This. this show is loaded today with information. what do you say, Joe? Everything you need in an hour. Yep. That's Joe's Dan Bargino show slogan right there. The economy's motoring pretty good right now, folks. We're in the, listen, it was a massive hit. The Wuhan virus, the destruction was unparalleled in American history but it is picking up fast, even faster than I expected, and I am an optimist. I predicted a checkmark shape recovery where we dropped, and then we come up like a checkmark, not necessarily like a full V. We may actually get back in less time than I expected to that full V and that peak we were before. Here's some good news for you. I don't want to oversell it, but this is very good news. Wall Street Journal, U.S. retail sales rose a record 18% in May. Sales rose following record declines during coronavirus lockdowns. Ladies and gentlemen, people have been sitting in their houses for upwards of three months. They want to get out. They want to go to the mall. They want to go to the local Outback or Bonefish or Diner or whatever it is. They want to go stop in, get a Five Guys burger, whatever it may be. What I said to you a month ago matters. Matters. Yes, this was a massive hit to our economy, and sadly and tragically, many a lot of people's businesses are not going to survive. The only bright side, if there is one to this, is with that forced stay-home order across most of the United States. A lot of people that would have spent money on movies and other things saved it. If you still had a job, that money didn't go anywhere. People are now just desperate to get out of their house and get some fresh air and some recreation. And ladies and gentlemen, the chance of a tremendous rebound are coming. If we can just get ourselves a payroll tax, as you saw in my interview with uh, Stephen Moore, it was great. If you missed it, by the way, on my YouTube, please check it out. He goes into all of this. Why a payroll tax will work. It's on our our YouTube channel and our Apple podcast channel now. It was my weekend interview. Check it out. We got another interview coming this week. We stand the chance if we can get this payroll tax cut of a tremendous rebound. There is some good news. Um, Was I going to get to this last story? You know what? I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Uh, Just again, a programming note. I will be on Outnumbered in about, we finished recording here at a little after 11 Eastern time, about 12. So if you want to check that out, I'd appreciate it on Fox. And uh, I'll be back on Hannity tonight with Geraldo. So again, if Geraldo wants to challenge me on that, Love to hear it, because that is just inaccurate, made-up information. I am sorry. Every single death is a tragedy. I'm not kidding. Every single person on this planet can be redeemed up until the moment they die with their last breath. Christ did it on the cross. The criminal was crucified next to him when he asked for genuine forgiveness. But asking police officers to be murdered in the line of duty by restricting their use of force is clear and utter insanity. And you are doing nothing to help this national debate right now. I am very sorry. Stop pretending the world that lives in black and white. A lot of it is gray. And a lot of it are choices, not between good and bad, but between a bad decision and a worse one. Don't ever forget that. Thanks again for tuning in. Please go on to Parlor parlor it at the app store p-a-r-l-e-r we'd appreciate it and join my fight against the tech tyrants it's a new chapter in my life i'm honored to have you with me p-a-r-l-e-r parlor download it at the app store start your account today don't let anyone take your name go over there now grab it today thanks a lot folks i'll see you all tomorrow you just heard the dan bongino show follow dan on twitter 24 7 at d bongino